Welcome to Mumbition, the podcast for business-owning women by Mums & Co, where we share inspiring stories of Australian mums in business. I'm Kerry Kwan, the co-founder of Mums & Co, and I will be joined each week by our community manager, Lucy Kippist. Together, we'll discuss how our guests harmonise their ambition, livelihood, and well-being. Let's get into the inspiring stories now. In the spirit of reconciliation, Mums & Co acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to Elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. What does feeling confident mean to you? For many business-owning women, it's one of the most common missing ingredients when it comes to creating a successful business. Today's guest has created a business that seeks to support women and men in this very same challenge by focusing on what they wear. Rosie McKay is Sydney-based stylist with a vast shoe collection and a love of all things fashion as she joins us today to share the why behind her virtual styling business, and the incredible impact it has on her clients and the way they feel about themselves. Rosie, welcome to the Mumbition Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie and Lucy. It's great to be here. Now, we're passionate about telling women's journeys uh, into small business stories. Can you tell us yours? Sure. So I had a really long career in magazines before um, working for myself and After I started working for myself, I then went into motherhood and I was still working for myself, but I didn't feel completely myself and I couldn't really put the, you know, my finger on the missing ingredient. And then I realized that I had stopped getting up and getting ready for my day because when I was working um, on a magazine, I obviously had a title. With that title, there was a certain image that I wanted to project and also you did that, you had that routine of getting up, getting dressed, making yourself feel the way that you wanted to feel for the events that you had that day. But all of a sudden, I had stopped doing that for myself and I wondered if I was feeling like this, if a lot of other women who had experienced shifting their career or shifting their life had maybe started to lose their confidence because they'd stopped paying attention to what made them feel good. And style is definitely an ingredient um, in that mixing pot of what makes us feel good. And so from there, you know, this arm of my business, my, my personal styling arm of the business was born and it's something that brings me a lot of joy. Rosie, there's a really beautiful testimonial on your website from one of your clients that really speaks to what, how you've just summarized your business. And um, this person said, this is a small price to pay for feeling like I'm ready to face the world again. I know you've touched on this a bit, but what is it about the clothes that we wear that can sort of transform us emotionally? I think we don't realize how much our clothing becomes like armor. So it's almost like we put on, you know, our armor to go into our day. And I always have this analogy about, you know, what you wear kind of needs to 
initiate the feelings that you want to take into your day. So for me particularly, like if I know I've got some pitching to do that day or there's like some things that I need to tackle in my day that require me to have complete confidence, like I will wear a power shoulder in my office. But on the flip side of that, particularly when, you know, you're working for yourself and you can get really stuck in business mode all the time and then you need to flip into that more nurturing side, well, clothes can have this really beautiful way of helping you to evoke that you know, more feminine side and that more soft side. So, you know, if you want to feel a little bit more um, relaxed and at ease and pay attention to the fabrics that you're wearing, maybe go for some linen, linens, maybe go for a dress that's a little bit more relaxed or fit that are a bit more relaxed. So it's also a way to shift your mood but also make you feel good because it's something that you can start to enjoy doing. And so when Women and women and men start realizing the psychological power and actually the the power on, of you know changing your mindset through style. It becomes a lot more than fashion. There's a lot more intention around. Okay, why am I wearing what I'm wearing? And then the flip side of that is, how do I want to feel today? And therefore, how will I dress to, you know, evoke those um, emotions or that mindset? Mm. It's so it's so interesting in a psychological um, explanation of that. And I was just thinking as you were talking, there's still, um, and I'm speaking for myself here only, but there's still a lag for me between the COVID experience of what I was wearing, you know, when I was working at home, working from home, and then as we're tra- you know transferring now into this real life, going back to work, there's sort of a bit of catching up to do for me, you know. I, and so it's interesting to hear you say that it's about really really being conscious of how you want to feel in order to make that transition. Absolutely. And you're not alone. Like a lot of the clients I've been working with recently, so not only, so I work one-on-one with clients as well, so um, face-to-face. So I offer virtual and face-to-face. And obviously, as we've been able to get together and gather again, that started to pick up because a lot of people have realized the same thing. Okay, I need to transition into this hybrid kind of work week now where sometimes parts of my week I may be going into the office and then other parts of my week I'm working from home. But also just this evolution of mindset. We're no, we don't, we can't get stuck in how we were feeling. Like COVID was really hard on everyone um, psychologically. So we need to start elevating the way that we come out of that. And so people obviously don't necessarily need to be dressing super corporate all the time, but they want to feel good and they also want to feel that they look put together. And so it's how do you create a style that suits your lifestyle and suits, you know, for you, for yourself running to school, drop off and pick up, but then takes you back into that business realm. And so again, I go back to that idea about really paying attention to fits and fabrics and also colors. Like today, I know um, you, and no one can see you, but both of you and I are in really bright colors. And even though that might not have been a conscious decision, and at this point, it's a subconscious decision, I guarantee because it's Friday, we're at the end of the week, we still have some more of that work week to get through as we go into you know school holidays we've put on a bright color because we needed a little bit of a pep up and so it's really thinking about how you want to feel what you need to do in your day and then mixing those two elements into an outfit that works so I am definitely you know I I think it's really great 
that we have this idea of being able to wear, you know, active wear during the week. But I also think that there's a way to do it so that it feels a little bit dressier. So you might wear, you know, a really great pair of leggings and then you might have a a relaxed fit shirt and, you know, a lightweight trench on top or a lightweight blazer. So you've dressed up that kind of casual piece that suits what you need to do, but also makes you feel good when you're in a professional kind of mindset or mode. So I really think it's about understanding what works for your lifestyle and understanding how you can elevate that, that kind of look. That feeling is so important. I definitely have a, a section in our Confident Pitching for Business Women course, which talks about, you know, all the aspects of not just what you say, it's it's how you say it, but then it's also your posture, how you deliver it, what you actually, your presence. And of course, that's to do with with what you're wearing at that point in time. And whatever you're wearing, that has to make you feel great. It has to make you feel powerful. It has to make you feel like you've got, you've got this. So I I love that sense. And I certainly, I I certainly have these go-to outfits that I know that I can call upon because they do make me feel good and they, they evoke memories of, of when I needed to show up, you know, and, and deliver something or deliver a message with impact. So love that, that connection. Now you built your business after life in the corporate world, including many years as a fashion journalist. What are some of the key lessons that you've brought from those working years into running your own business now? Look, I worked on weekly magazines for majority of my career. So eight years of um, my 11 years in, in magazines full-time were on weekly magazines. So the working with efficiency is something that is, I feel, literally embedded in me and has like st- stood me in such good, given me such a good grounding for running a business that has multiple facets and multiple arms to it. Because in my mind, I'm still working to like a weekly deadline, you know? And so that's something that has been invaluable. Just the the knowing how to prioritize what needs to get done and do that first and just working with efficiency. Also relationship building. That was one of the biggest parts of my job. And, you know, there is so much power in building great relationships and, you know, doing it with, I guess, doing it with authenticity. It can be, you know, I was in an industry that obviously is, you know, seen to be very glamorous and there can be a lot of superficiality, but I really think there is so much value in building authentic relationships because as you move in your business and also as other people move in their lives and their careers, um, there's some there can be some really beautiful conversation points and and ways to help each other as you move through you know those those career paths that you end up taking um the other thing that is super important and and I've been able to take is creative vision so a lot of what I did was creative obviously I was styling shoots I was producing shoots so I was putting together a lot of um creative strategy and that's something that has been really great for me to utilize in my own business particularly when I've wanted to diversify in different ways including you know launching my own courses you know building upon my service business with a product offering, um, like a physical product offering. So, you know, I'm, I'm launching my own label this year, which is super exciting. And all of that has come together because of all of the, the groundwork I've done in, in my career in magazines, which is very visual, was very visual and, and all about relationship building. 
I love that, that, that interweaving of skills. Cause I think sometimes when, when we're starting out in a business and we've come from the corporate world, like in, in your example, you can sometimes think, Oh, do I have, do I have everything I need? Do I have all the skills I need to be able to, to do this? And so it's really interesting to hear that that's the way that you've weaved in those skills because actually a lot of things are transferable, which is a nice segue to my next question because you spoke in the intro about you started your business when you had one child and now you have two. We went on to have two. What about the skills involved in motherhood that have transferred to business? Motherhood has definitely taught me patience and particularly in the business sense, you know, I'm really ambitious and I want everything to happen yesterday. And motherhood teaches you that you need to, you know, go through the motions, you need to be present. And that has really um, shaped the way I am as a businesswoman, particularly lately where I have just been more open to letting things happen as they need to. And, you know, I've had some really lovely moments and I think often, you know, getting a little bit older, I'll be 39 this year, moving into my 40s and I just stop in, you know, the ordinary moments of a day and think I feel really, really happy and learning to appreciate appreciate those moments in my life transfers into my, into the business sense because I, f- I feel like when I'm in business mode, I can be really impatient. But having that sense of being happy where you are in that moment in your business is really important to give you the, I guess, give you the confidence to, and not only the confidence, but give you the, oh, I guess, the patience to keep going, the perseverance, because sometimes you want, you do want to give up, but you can't give up. When you're a mom, you can't give up. And so I guess as well as patience, it teaches you perseverance. And so I think that's a really beautiful lesson that I've been able to take into my business, particularly as it grows and as I'm exploring new avenues for my business. And particularly in those moments where maybe I've tried something and it hasn't worked out as I thought it would have worked out, but you just persevere. You, you tweak things, you have the patience and you keep going. Yeah. It's like, it's like playing the long game. And I just wanted to shout out to you to, for the reminder of appreciating those happy moments, because when you are ambitious, I think often it's easy to go on, you know, nothing's working as a whole altogether the way that I wanted to, it to. But actually, if you break down those experiences, there's, there's moments in there that are, that are perfect. And if you don't grab them, then you miss them. So it's a really beautiful reminder. Thank you that, that those moments happen and that we need to honour them and celebrate them. Absolutely. Now, managing risk is it's such an essential part of the small business journey, but something that I think that we might leave out of discussions or even planning when we're actually starting out. What is your number one tip for managing risk in an online business like yours? Look, I think there's something that I learned from um, a mentor that I worked with, Lorraine, Lorraine Murphy, and she always said, you do the, you know, do the minimum viable thing that you need to do to see if that business is going to be successful or it has legs. And so I think sometimes, and I have definitely seen that come to fruition as I've been working in creating this physical product, um, for my, for my brand, for my clothing brand, 
you need to dip your toe in the water, obviously have your long-term vision, but you need to do it step by step, bite by bite. You need to make sure that what you're doing has legs before you put all of your beans in that pot, right? And so for me, it's always been about testing the water. And I'll give you a really good example. So last year, I um, launched a an online course and I was I, I did all the filming myself and I've got the content. I did it all myself. And I was in two minds out whether I get it filmed professionally. So really invest some money in, in filming it professionally, or if I go ahead and put that money into the creative project, which it was creating my label. So creating a physical product. And what it told me when I took it to market, I had a few people obviously sign up and do my course, but people who joined my wait list for the course ended up booking me for one-to-one appointments instead of the course, which was the cheaper product. And it made me realize, okay, my target market, they want to work with me in a way that's quite intimate. And so I decided that putting my money into the course was not the best business decision for me putting my money into a physical product, which can give people an element of the essence that they want in terms of style and what they like about being in community with me was a much better decision. A riskier one, don't get me wrong, it is riskier, but I felt from the perspective of dipping my toe in that in that other scenario and weighing up, okay, what am I getting from that? They want a more intimate um, connection with me. They love the essence of um, what it is I show them to do with style and how and how to work with style. They always want to know what I'm wearing and how I'm wearing it. Okay, it's a no-brainer for me. And so I think that testing the idea in some way, giving it a little bit of time, but testing it and really listening to your gut, like really listening to your gut. What is it telling you? And then going from there. Yeah. Cause that testing is a risk mitigation strategy. So what I'm hearing is that, you know, we're always, especially when we've got a new product, we actually don't know exactly what the features in that product are most valued by our end customer. Absolutely. And you don't even know if that's your end customer. Correct. Because you might have a more valuable customer or, or a customer that's willing to pay a little bit more or, you know, it depends on what your purpose is, et cetera. So I think, you know, definitely listen to the customer feedback. Love that MVP approach, uh, minimum viable products. So that just means the minimum features that are needed in that particular product at that particular time and then getting feedback to see and validate that that's exactly what they want. Nothing you do is ever a waste, you know, there is always a lesson learned or, you know, um, for me, you know, while I might not do intakes all the time for the course, I'll turn it into an evergreen product. So I also like stress that everything you do is a lesson and everything you do can be tweaked in a way that can be of use to your business. Absolutely. It sounds like that it's a growth mindset in action, isn't it? That's, that's really what it's about. Absolutely. Rosie, just wanted to change gears as we round out the interview now in terms of all of the community of support that's around you supporting your business. The Co in our Mums and Co is a celebration of the, the men and the friends and the colleagues and our children and our family, our massage therapist, whoever it is. Who, who makes up your Co to support the work that you're doing and how do they support you? 
So definitely my husband, definitely my children. My sister is like, you know, my best friend and also like the first person I will consult about anything. I am so blessed that I have lifelong friends, like literally 20, 30 year relationships and they are my ride or die. And so I, you know, I go to them for for everything, you know, and then also there are, there are, there are people that in my business, you know, that support me, that support my business, you know, so I couldn't do what I do without the professionals, you know, the accountant, the financial advisor, they are part of my co. And I think that it's a really beautiful balance of people who can obviously support me emotionally and, and, you know, physically like your family and, you know, your immediate family and your friends, but then also the the professionals that um, support you to ensure that your business is on track and, if your business is on track, then emotionally and, and, you know, everything else, then you can feel a little bit more on track too. Absolutely. Then all you need is a, is a, is a fantastic outfit and you're well on your way to, to success in every, in every measure. Rosie, thank you so much for joining us on Mumbition today. And thank you all for your company. If you'd like to find out more about Rosie and her business, you'll find her on Instagram and also on LinkedIn. Um, and if you haven't already, please come and join the thousands of business owning women just like you at mumsandco.com.au. What's your favorite thing to wear when you're working at home? I would definitely have to say it is a t-shirt, a blazer, and a comfy pair of leather pants or jeans. Um, And sometimes like today, I'll wear a pointed pump or it'll be like a cool boot. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mumbition by Mums & Co. Head over to the show notes for a full transcript of the interview and any links we have referred to. Mums & Co. is Australia's most caring business network for women. Join us today for just $30 at mumsandco.com.au. This podcast was produced and edited by Morgan Sebastian Brown of Brown Tree Productions and hosted by Kerry Kwan, co-founder of Mums & Co. and community manager Lucy Kippis. We love hearing your feedback, so if you haven't already, please share, rate and review this podcast and we can reach more business-owning mothers just like you.